Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of SVN on the Go. I'm Julian Banuelos. And I'm Michelle Masoke. Today we're sitting down with Brett Larson and Steve Castellanos, Managing Directors of SVN Insight out of Marietta, California. Brett Larson is the Managing Director of SVN Insight, located in Southern California's Inland Empire. He specializes in the acquisition and disposition of medical office and land holdings, with an emphasis on new development. Brett also provides tenant representation services to physicians and medical groups and leasing services to owners of healthcare real estate. Brett was recently awarded the CoStar Power Broker Award for completing the largest office lease transaction in California's Inland Empire in the third quarter of this year. And Steve Castellanos is a retail specialist focusing on sales, leasing, and development. He works closely with clients to learn their real estate goals and objectives, which is then used to create an out-of-the-box strategy that helps his clients reach their goals. In addition to doing transactions, Steve supports Brett and Janet on a day-to-day operations in the office. Guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. We know it's kind of a hectic time, so just thanks for being here. We're excited to have you. Thrilled to be here with you, Julian. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to dive right in. So. We're going to talk a little bit about yourself. Um, I know I've gotten to know the two of you over the last three years now with the company, uh, both as prospects and now both as MDs of SVN Insight. Uh, Briefly tell us about yourself, your background, anything that you want our listeners to know about you and how how you got into commercial real estate in general as well. Sure, sure. Well, this is Brett, Julian. Um, Yeah, I... I, uh... (laughs) I had a unique introduction. I kind of fell into commercial real estate on accident. Um, I actually was, uh, unfortunately, in the legal field prior to this and uh, was clerking for some federal judges in the bankruptcy courts uh, post-recession. And, uh, uh, you know, I had a, an intern uh, one summer who, uh, whose husband owned a Coldwell Banker commercial franchise and we became friends over time. And uh, at one point, um, there was a uh, a congressional uh, issue with respect to keeping the government going. So uh, the Democrats and the Republicans couldn't agree. So they resorted back to what was called sequestration, which was across the board cuts to all federal agencies, regardless of any sort of discretion or anything. So. Uh, at the height of our bankruptcy filings uh, in Southern California, uh, I was laid off and uh, didn't have a job. So I was letting my my friend uh, who owned the Coldwell Banker commercial franchise uh, know, yeah, I got laid off. And he said, you know, we have a lot of people in the legal field that do very well in commercial real estate and uh, you should come join my company. And I said, you know, uh, I just bought a house. And I have a baby on the way, and I just bought a new car, and I have no money, so uh, why not? I'll give it a shot. (laughs) And I've never looked back, and I've never been happier. Steve's Steve's introduction was a little bit different into the business. Yeah, not as exciting, for sure. Well, Um, let's hear it. (laughs) I I was um, a distributor for an automotive chemical company, and uh after the recession hit uh dealerships were closing and uh sales were were shrinking across the board um conversely uh my wife was flipping houses and you know while she was keeping busy with that i was uh out you know running my business um and 
what ended up happening was over time, it got, it got harder and harder for her to buy a house because people were bidding up the pricing, uh, the purchase price at these auctions that she would go to. So she, you know, was brainstorming. We, we decided, uh, or she decided that we needed to uh, find a way to keep at least commission into the deal that she was pursuing. Um, and, you know, one of us had to get our license and we drew straws and, and I got the shorter straw. So I went and got my license, um, only intending to use it for that, uh, uh, that initiative for her to buy houses and, and uh, work on them to flip them. Um, it ended up being that we never bought another house. Uh, we just never found the right deal. But as my uh, distribution business continued to contract, um, you know, I was in a unique spot where, you know, a little bit opposite of Brett, you know, we had a little bit of, of um, reserves and um, the, the uh, distributor that I, I was contracted with did not renew contracts at, at one point. So just kind of taking a step back and reevaluating, you know, realizing that I had a license. Um, I started doing research on, on what it, would take to get into real estate and then looked up at the looked the companies up that were here local in in the Temecula Valley and started knocking on doors and uh Coldwell Banker Commercial finally is the the one company that did respond after many attempts um and that's of course where I met Brett So what you're saying is you owe your career to your wife I get it very interesting <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's probably a long list of things that I owe her. I'll make sure to tell her the next time I see her, Julian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it seems like you both have interesting journeys to commercial real estate, but we'd love to know what the transition was like coming from Coldwell Banker Commercial to SVM. Tell us more about that. Uh, ultimately, it came down to culture. You know, we just wanted to, to do deals and do the right thing and and be ethical brokers, and uh, and we really got a sense of community and culture and, and dedication to the industry and doing the right thing from SVN, and that really kind of stuck with us. I mean, that that that's what got us excited about the brand. And so, uh, you know, it was even though we all had offers from from other places, it was an it was an easy transition because it just kind of lined up with 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 what. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> with everything that we already believed in as far mm -hmm. as uh, as far as how to conduct yourselves in the business and culture and ethics. So it was it was an easy choice. Yeah, I I mean, this call w won't be long enough to go into all the, the details of things that actually transpired. <laughs> but, um, you know, making the decision to to jump on uh, on board with SVN was uh, one that took a little time, um, a lot of discussion, a lot of exploration, as, as Brett mentioned. Um, we, we ultimately, what kind of sealed the deal for us was um, after a lot of phone discussions, um, we went out to, uh, as guests, to a jumpstart in Chicago. And I mean, it was just from the moment, you know, walking in and, and meeting people and being introduced uh, to the um, 
the various uh, individuals associated with SVN, not only on the corporate level, but you know, throughout the offices throughout the uh, the country. Um, I mean, we knew just wow, what a difference uh, it was, and it was so refreshing given the experiences we had prior. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned this, but you know, when we decided to come together, we had already left the initial Coldwell Banker commercial office that where we had all met. So, right. uh, you know, we were already on different paths and, and you know, staying in touch, uh, obviously, and, and trying to do deals together. Um, but that's ultimately what happened is, you know, we got a taste, a taste of it and we couldn't stop drinking that Kool-Aid after we went to uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what really excited, what really got me excited was, was the excitement that, that other uh, SVN franchisees had about the brand, having been with the brand for so long, you know, uh, they never got tired of it. And uh, they were always excited and always willing to engage and have a conversation with you and, and very, very open. So, you know, the, the other, the other offices, they, they really uh, helped bring us in as well because you know it, it's exciting to be around that kind of a group of people that that are still excited about the brand and and want to see it do well and and I think that's what's led to SBN success over the years is just the the commitment of of all of the advisors and managing directors and everything to seeing the brand do well and and continuing continuing that culture so Right, right. So it seems like the culture of SVN, you know, that nurturing, um, that community is what really was the differentiating factor between you um, choosing another firm and SVN. Uh, it, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, it's it, 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 there were a lot of other factors in there as well. I mean, there's there's so many resources that SVN corporate provides. I mean, when we were at uh, Coldwell Banker Commercial, the the, the the resources, particularly for people who were new, incoming, learning the business as we were many years ago, there just was not uh, the same level of, of support and everything from the educational resources side. Um, and so that mm -hmm. also drew, brought us over to SVN as well because we saw that as, look, if we're going to be recruiting people into our own franchise, this is going to really give us a leg up, um, you know, Coldwell Bank and Commercial never had that, and they never had the same type of culture and, and uh, feeling that the brand gave us. So um, that that's what really sucked me in. I mean, it may have been different for for Steve and our other partner Janet, but uh, but yeah, SVN got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and we're excited to have you too. So now you have this vision of SVN Insight. Walk us through how you moved up the ranks to creating something you own. Oh, Steve, you want to field that question, or do you want me to? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw my two cents out. Um, speaking for myself, um, I never wanted to own an office. Um, I I enjoy transacting, and and I just wanted to do deals. But uh, that being said, when when we were working together at the uh, at the old office, um, Brett and I would often talk about you know, just in, in general conversation, uh, you know, more in a social atmosphere, you know, things that we would do different, um, things we, we didn't maybe really feel that great about 
that were happening in that office. And so those those types of conversations would become <laughs> more and more frequent. Um, and that's all they were at the time. We were just, you know, blowing off steam or venting or or just brainstorming, really sharing ideas. Um, and it was at a much later date where, you know, things became uh, so far from where we had hoped that we would uh, see the direction going with that with that company or those companies. Um, it just got to a point where we started really wondering, you know, man, should we should we be talking about doing something where we're in control? Um, so that that's kind of what sparked the turning those conversations into a process of due diligence and, and seeing what our options were as far as starting an office. Um, and and over time, it just became uh, more and more of a of a reality. Um, and at some point in those conversations, uh, you know, our, our third partner, Janet, got involved, um, mm -hmm. who we also worked with and, and respect and trust. Um, and it just felt more and more, uh, it just felt more and more like it was the right decision to make. And, uh, you know, here we are three years later and, and still couldn't be happier that we made that decision. That's yeah, I think, I think the, the key word that, that, that Steve used for me was was control as far as uh, you know being able to control the the company culture and everything because the 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 other companies that we were made offers from and everything I mean there there were a lot of people you know at, at every organization there's going to be people that that uh, that you get along with and you don't get along with but certain companies that were in our particular trade area we just felt like they allowed some brokers to get away with unethical things that that uh you know we just didn't really want to be a part of that so we decided to just start our own office and, and hold ourselves to a higher standard than uh than the other offices that were that were here locally not that they're they're bad they're actually we get along great with all of them there was just certain things within the culture that didn't quite fit for for us yeah totally and like you said you you guys have been here now three years business is booming 2020 hits kind of with everything going on in the world right now i mean we're in a pandemic i mean today is election day the day that we're recording this is election day you guys are in california there's the wildfires you guys have homeschooling how has 2020 not only impacted kind of the way that you do business but impacted your everyday life and how you've gone about being business owners and having to deal with kind of everything else on the side well, this is being recorded, right? So you can edit out the real answer, which is alcohol, yeah. a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Don't worry. <laughs> um, for 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 me, um, you know, whether it's it's personal or in business, I think that you know we, we've been successful this year, and a large part of that is is compassion and understanding that everybody is going through a difficult time personally, business-wise, and, you know, being able to navigate the, you know, as it translates to business, navigate deals um, in a way that, that expresses to both parties, whether it's landlord, tenant, buyer, seller, that, you know, look, let's, let's try and, and work around the, the hiccups that we're seeing right now. There are ways to adapt 
and uh, adjust to what's happening. But we have to be able to see these people as people and, and understand that they're dealing with just as many difficult things as we are. So, you know, whether that's, you know, how, how we're running things in the office, how we're transacting, how we're interacting with, uh, with our, our very, uh, uh, you know, challenging family situations where we're all kind of locked down together and yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all in tight quarters now. So we all, we all got to really hunker down and, 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 uh, show some compassion to one another. So, yeah. And, and I would piggyback off that and, and add a few things. Um, it, it's not, it's not cookie cutter. It's not, you know, one size fits all across the board. I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, uh, changing on a daily basis as far as the things that you got to deal with. Um, whether like Brett mentioned, you know, addressing un unforeseen or unexpected issues at, at, on, the, on the home front, you know, with, you know, kids being there and, and, you know, other family members and juggling, life as it happens um together with you know the responsibilities of you know the office uh as well as the commitments to clients um and that's to say nothing of you know past deals that have been done where you know those tenants are calling saying what do i do you know i'm shut down it's the government or the uh, uh the governor won't let me open my business and even even there it's it's such a challenge, you know, it's almost like you got to be a chameleon. Um, on one hand, you have a, a group of people who um, have a certain set of views. And um, uh, on the other hand, it's, you know, the complete opposite. Uh, and yet everybody needs to have that sense of community and, and, and be reminded, as Brett mentioned, that, you know, we're kind of all dealing with it um, together, you know, just the circumstances might be slightly different, but um you know, by, by trying to keep a, a positive attitude or being focused on sharing ideas on solutions versus uh, focusing on the things that are out of our control. Um, I think it's been largely productive, not only for us as a, um, as a group here at, uh, in the office, but, you know, being able to take some of that um, positivity and, and maybe these new ideas and sharing it with uh, friends, family, you know, clients even, um, so that we can kind of just work through this together. And, you know, after today, you know, maybe this uh, coronavirus thing won't be such an issue after all. And that's a, that's a great segue kind of into our next question. You were just speaking on this. What are some of the challenges that have recently been brought to the forefront for you guys um, as a brokerage? And then how are you overcoming these challenges during these difficult times? Well, are you, are you asking about running the office or are you asking for transactions? Cause <laughs> we, we can talk about both. Cause I know, I know you guys do yeah. do both of them. So we can talk about actually being the managing directors of a franchise and also being out there in the field and trying to get deals done as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a transaction basis, it gets interesting because, uh, you know, the, for example, the, the pandemic hits and, and people's incomes go down. And for example, I did a lease uh, for a, a, a medical space that a doctor owned and we struck a deal with another medical group to come into the space. 
and they uh, had a TI allowance when we originally did the deal, but uh, the landlord physician could no longer afford <laughs> to pay for the TIs uh, post-pandemic uh, as originally agreed. So, you know, trying to navigate the waters uh, there was interesting. Um, trying to negotiate in <laughs> free rent or referrals to their business or whatever it might be, it, it just, you know, you got to be creative. Um, as far as uh, the office is concerned, you know, we, we, we took a lot of time uh, before we step, we agreed to get everybody to step back into the office and do so very carefully. And, uh, you know, luckily we're all committed to, uh, to keeping ourselves uh, safe and getting tested frequently um, out of respect to one another and, uh, and, you know, making sure that we're keeping one another safe. Um, but uh but yeah, Steve, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean on a on a transaction uh basis it's it's been interesting as as Brett mentioned. Um, you know, in towards the beginning of all this it everything literally hit a wall. I mean it everything stopped. Uh deals that were signed were unsigned. Um, you know, and everybody I think thought that it, you know, might last a couple months. But um what we've seen lately is uh kind of the i don't know if it's an attitude but it's um it there's been a shift uh in the retail uh market as far as leasing activity goes um we've seen a huge uptick a uh, pretty drastic uptick the last two months where um you know prospective tenants are saying you know hey we're we're tired of being hunkered down and you know so long as we can do so you know, safely, we're we're willing to do deals, um, and then of course the new set of challenges um, there is working with these new expectations of what a market deal should be. You know, given the state of the world, which you know everybody's trying to figure out um, together because there's no there's no uh, guideline on how to negotiate a deal. You know, factoring in the unforeseeable future mm -hmm. um, from an office perspective I mean it, it's just been the, I wouldn't say any real obstacles but just more uh, being more aware and, and and conscientious of you know making sure we're communicating really well and um, you know if we're going to make a, an adjustment to our normal policies and procedures, you know, because that's what's best for everybody that, you know, we're all on the same page and we're all sharing the same information with the team. Um, you know, we try to be consistent with following the, the, uh, the guidelines and that, you know, are, are given to us by the, the local uh, municipalities here on what we need to do to, you know, remain open for business. Um, so it's it's not uh it's not been if anything it's just kind of forced us to be even more communicative with each other and um you know finding solutions together uh that you know otherwise wouldn't have been presented uh with, with everything that's going on yeah creativity and adaptability are 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 big right now in my opinion i mean we we did a Janet and I did a transaction. It was a four point seven million dollar private school, and uh, we were in escrow 
as of uh, as of the beginning of the pandemic, right before it hit, we we went into escrow. It ended up canceling because none of the schools could get a loan um, that were interested in buying it. We had a number of schools that were interested in, in buying this this uh, asset, and uh, w- eventually, what we had to do was get creative, and we entered into a long-term lease with one school with an option to purchase in the hopes that within the next year, uh, lending requirements, you know, are, are a little bit uh, less strict and they're able to get a loan and eventually buy the school. But we had to get creative and adapt and, and figure out a way to get the transaction done because the uh, the owner was in dire straits and was facing bankruptcy, but we ended up saving him at the end of the day by just being creative and adapting to the new, new, uh, new normal, so. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our next question actually will will expound on what you mean by creativity and adaptability. Um, So with such an unconventional path you've taken into CRE, what advice would you give for those with similar or unique beginnings into the field like you'd? That's that's an interesting question because it's so personal depending on where you come from in the beginning. Um, you know, for, for me, I, you know, I, I think that uh, it's about this accurately assessing what you're good at before getting into this industry because ultimately when you start, you're going to have to work with, with a partner because you just don't have those those connections, those relationships. And if you're going to be working with a partner, my advice would be to to find somebody who has skills that complement your own. Don't partner up with somebody who shares the same list of strengths that you already have. So, you know, when I got into this business, I knew I'm, I'm very analytical. I know, uh, luckily, I, you know, coming in, I knew property law, secured transactions, contracts, backwards and forwards. But I wasn't as good at, at gripping and grinning and shaking hands as my my uh, partner Eugene was and that's what he was good at he wasn't analytical at all he wasn't the uh, the, the person who likes to write LOIs or contracts but he can get out there in front of uh, in front of our physician clients and and uh, you know really make a connection and so I needed somebody like that to help teach me <laughs> that oh yeah this is also a sales job at the same time and uh, I think that's what helped propel us was because we did have different things that we were both good at and could learn from one another. And that helped further uh, both of us in this business. So that that would be my advice coming from my background. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that a hundred percent, you know, even the three of us, you know, from a MD perspective, we all have different strengths. Um, and, you know, for the most part, that's been hugely beneficial. Uh, because when it comes down to, you know, the operations, um, you know, if if you can divide and conquer with where you're strong and let somebody else deal with the stuff that you're not that strong at uh, dealing with, you know, things get done more efficiently. And, and um, you know, as long as there's good communication, as we mentioned, then everybody's on the same page and stuff uh, gets done, handled and, and, you know, there's progress made and, and growth. So um, I, I agree with what Brett said 100%. That's such a, a positive thing to have is, is being, you know, having someone, whether it's partnered in transactions or in starting an office, um, that, that complements your strengths, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I totally agree. That's why Michelle and I 
have a such a good back and forth on the on the podcast, right, Michelle? Yes, we do. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we we really want to appreciate the time that that you've taken. We know you're really busy, um, but like we said, thanks for taking the time to just letting us get to know you a little bit better and letting the company and everyone that's listening out there. Uh, getting them getting to know a little bit more about yourselves about how you got into the industry and uh, again thanks a lot for everything hey thank, thank you so much for the invite i appreciate uh, everything you guys are doing and, and keep up the good work with the svn on the go thank you thank you all right have a good one <laughs> all right have a great day right, bye-bye